Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Our guest today was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010 at the age of 27. Dana Donafree founded Ana Ono out of her own necessity and desire for beautiful lingerie. After a bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction, her own bras no longer fit and became painful to wear. As the underwire and molded cups were ill-fitting, she was certain there must be more than just sports bras and camisoles. With a degree in fashion design and a successful fashion industry career, she took her 15-plus years of experience and put it toward designing, launching, and growing Ana Ono, a line that is made for those just like her, with lingerie, swim, and loungewear options made for those affected by breast cancer or breast surgery, pain, and beyond. Dana's story and the story of Ana Ono has been featured in Today.com, People, HuffPost, Daily Mail, and the New York Times. Welcome, Dana. Thank you so much. Dana, you are an inspiration. And today I asked you to come on because I feel like many women have friends and family that are experiencing this. Can you tell us a little bit about your life before your diagnosis? And what was it that led you to launch your company, Ana Ono? Yeah, you know, I mean, I was 27 years old, right? I was flying high. I was untouchable. I was engaged to get married. We actually had our wedding planned and, and tickets were booked and hotels were reserved. And then I got this crazy diagnosis completely out of the blue. I didn't have a family history, so there was no reason for any sort of concern or perspective on breast cancer to even be entered into my life. And, you know, I was I was just living it up. I was 27. I was happy. I was, I was climbing in my career. And and then one morning I was in the shower and I was checking actually a pimple that I had in my armpit because I was 27 years old and I was bad and I did not do monthly breast exams. And my wrist just rubbed up against the top part of my breast tissue and I felt a little lump. So that's when I decided to call the doctor just as a precaution to get checked out. And unfortunately, my one appointment to one test to another test led to a cancer diagnosis. Wow, I know that was overwhelming. Can you share with us that journey into what you went through and experienced and then what you took from adversity and decided to do that was so empowering to other women? Well, you know, I'll be honest. I thought my life was over. Um, I thought for sure uh, that, you know, cancer was going to get me. And, you know, at, at 20, first of all, you didn't hear of young women getting diagnosed with breast cancer in 2010. It just, there wasn't a lot of information, uh, resources and access were very limited. For the whole year I was getting treated, did not meet one woman under the age of 50 that had had breast cancer. So I really thought, oh, this is so rare, you know, this is so aggressive, I'm not going to make it. That really changes the way that you look at life at a very young age. And it was just interesting to me because as I was going through the treatment and in and out of surgeries and in and out of chemotherapy and all of these things you're doing to, to battle the cancer, I just realized I was 
catapulted into a world that was built for my grandma. And there's things about that world that I didn't even wish that my grandma would have to live in, right? <laughs> like like right, mastectomy right. bras. You know, there's just it's one of those things where women have been looked at for so long just as a medical device and less than a woman because they've lost their breasts or lost part of their breasts. And I think being a young woman placed into this world that wasn't built for me really gave me a unique opportunity to look at how all women should be being treated when it had just been going on so long with an older generation that said, you know what, I am lucky to be alive. I am grateful I'm alive. And some of these normalcies that was in your life before, whether it be a pretty bra or a pretty blouse or feel good about your hair or your eyebrows or your eyelashes, all of that was kind of brushed under the rug, an effort to just be grateful that you're alive. I didn't want to live like that. I figured if my life was going to be shortened, I was going to live it fully and loudly and proudly. And it just so happened I had the tools in my toolbox to solve one of the many problems I had. And that was finding a pretty bra that fit my new body after, you know, my breast had been removed because of the disease. And like anything, and your, I can tell your energy and your desire, that simple discovering a bra that was going to empower women that are going through these crises so that they don't have to worry about that. I mean, when you talk about when you went to look for something and it wasn't there to be found, that's the last and the least of the problems you want. But you also went on to kind of expand on that and other products that make women feel life isn't over. Can you tell us about some of those things? That What was it, the journey? Because here you are, you're saying, no, I, I can't even find a bra that fits, but I need to keep living. I need to still feel special at times. Yeah, and you know, I, cancer is complex, right? And everybody goes through a very, very different year uh, when they get diagnosed with cancer. Some people have to undergo the aggressive mastectomy surgeries with full removal of the breast tissue. Some can remove parts of their breast with a lumpectomy, but then have to have a radiation therapy or an oncology and chemo and, you know, alternative hormonal drugs. So everybody kind of has a different path based on their diagnoses. But what I realized was that the challenges begin right at the diagnosis point. So if you're going into surgery, you know, the aftermath of these surgery procedures can leave you with drains that are coming out of your body that you don't really know how to manage. Radiation therapy can leave your skin very, very sensitive and very, very, uh, like, you know, a lot of pain and discomfort. And then all of the surgeries, you know, the healing from the scars, the rebuilding of your breasts if you're doing reconstruction, all of these things kind of yield new challenges that you weren't necessarily expecting would be challenges. And so that's why we really look at, you know, providing loungewear that helps you get through the surgical process, bras that support you during your radiation therapy or your reconstructive surgeries. And then I like to say into the life beyond. And that's where, you know, all of the facets start to be affected, where, you know, if your bra didn't fit, you probably aren't finding swimwear either, right? So now you need a new right. swimsuit. And, and then uh, we've got a new athletic line coming up, which will be sports bras for women that have had either reconstruction or a mastectomy so they can keep either a natural breast that is left supported while remaining flat on the flat side or, you know, giving an opportunity to use a lightweight form maybe while you're at the gym if you'd like to look symmetrical underneath a tank top or something like that. You know, I just think that every facet of your life becomes affected even though you're not necessarily looking at it or expecting it. So we just want to make sure to help ease that pain in whatever way possible and 
And if you had a pretty bra before cancer, you should have a pretty bra after cancer. And I that's can't that. tell you how many women, how many women are out there that can relate to what you're describing. And, and I can't even thank you because of all the transparency. You don't hear this. People don't want to talk about it. They, I'm fine. I'm fine. But too often we do that. And as women, we need to say, no, these are things we do experience, but how can we make it better? You know, you took a really adverse situation, uh, devastating news, really a journey that you didn't plan on going on, that you had to go on. What would you say is next? Because it just sounds like it's soaring and you have to feel every day that you come to work that it's not a job. You are actually empowering other women to say, I can do this. I can make it. And who builds a firm when they're going through a crisis like you were? And I think that's inspiring (laughs) in itself. What are some of your dreams for your firm? You know, it's funny. I kind of tell everybody I was like, you know, I wasn't just diagnosed with cancer at a young age. And a fashion designer, I kind of also was crazy enough to start my own business. (laughs) (laughs) You sound like a woman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I I, really what's next for us is is every year I get to really help affect women's lives. We get newer and newer opportunities. And and just last year we launched in Soma stores. So Ana Ono is available uh, in Soma stores nationwide, where, you know, women can go in and get their post-operative bras or get their wire-free bras, which I think is incredible. And really, you know, my dream is we're sending bras to women around the world because we know breast cancer doesn't just happen to those of us living in the United States. I think that that's such a huge, huge important thing to remember is that we're very uh, alone in a diagnosis, no matter where you live, no matter who you are. And we're sending bras to Pakistan, Cambodia, throughout Europe, Australia. So I I just, I really look forward to getting the opportunity to continue expanding the reach of Ana Ono because these bras really truly can make a difference in your life and you can feel more comfortable and you can feel empowered and you can get up off of the couch and go out and conquer your day. And I don't want to limit that. You know, I want to get it to everybody that needs it. So that way they feel supported in their own way and feel supported in their own environment. And, um, you know, and that takes work. That takes a lot of work sure for a does. small business yeah. to grow internationally. And, and I'm excited about that. What a mission. Each time we invite different women on to our podcast, we always ask them to leave with sort of a, a wealth or a, a nugget of knowledge for the women listening. And I would ask you, Dana, how could our listeners, each of us as women, help someone who's going through a diagnosis of breast cancer and recovery? What is maybe one, two, or three little things that you could share with us that would help? Because sometimes I think as women, when we have friends or family going through it, we want to know what to do, but, but you have experienced it. You're not, you, you have walked the walk, and what you've created is amazing. But could you just leave us with just one or two ideas of how we as other women can help our fellow women go through something like this when they're diagnosed? Well, I think that this is so important because we are women, And we do feel strong and we feel sometimes that accepting help makes us weak. And I tell everybody when people are offering help, take it because you actually do need it. And this is not a sign of weakness. This is a sign of support and love and encouragement that your friends and family are trying to give to you. And so what I would say to the person on the other side is don't just say, hey, I'm here for you. Tell me what you need. Give them something. What can you do? Can you bring dinner over every Monday night? Can you come and help clean the house on the weekend? Or can you pick up their kids from soccer practice? 
like give them something that you're like, you know what, this is what is in my bandwidth and this is what I can help you do. I can come over and mow your lawn every Friday. Give them something to attach because the reality is, is that there's so much to think about that one thing for one person is actually really overwhelming for that patient. So to say to them, hey, I would love a lasagna every Monday night for my family. You know, most people can probably cook a lasagna on Sunday to bring over for a family. So, you know, whatever, whatever that piece is and however you are in their relationship. And, and you know, honestly, not because it's a, a shameless plug, but I think, you know, as women, we are not likely to talk about maybe our intimacy or our sexuality immediately with our friends. So even offering something as, hey, I heard about this bra line that makes pretty bras and maybe you're dealing with this or maybe you're not. But I thought, here's Ana Ono, maybe check them out. Because they're overwhelmed with so much information, being able to kind of do something for themselves, to treat themselves, is not necessarily at the forethought. So, you know, even sharing a little nugget like that can really be empowering. Thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. You, your transparency, your honesty, and actually your gift of taking adversity and just making something wonderful coming out of it that helps other women. Ana Ono can't in my book, do enough to help you in getting the word out to other women that there is life after this diagnosis. So, Dana, thank you so much for joining us, and we really appreciate all that you shared and your honesty. That's the other thing that you are doing for us as women. You're speaking out and saying these are the things that are going to happen, and it's okay. And and I think you're a role model for those who are going through it to say, look, you can get through it. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in today in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbeam, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.